Welcome to TPF BS. And today's jewel comes from Diderot. Only passions, great passions, can elevate the soul to great things. Friends and family, our guest today definitely have great passions and elevate us all. Coming from Park, we welcome Sarah and Gabby. Sarah and Gabby, welcome. It's good to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure. So before you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit more about yourselves, I know that last night we did a different version of Take Back the Night on campus. And so if you would just share a little bit about that as well, and then you can go and continue to introduce yourselves and tell, tell folks a little bit about you. Sure, I can jump in. Um, this year, Take Back the Night happened virtually as everything is happening these days. There was a video that the student organizers made in advance talking about the history of activism around sexual violence, both in our country and at the Brandeis campus. And after the video was released, students joined each other for a self-preservation room on Zoom. And actually, Gabby hosted one of the self-preservation activities. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, um, people had a lot of really great activities that we did. Mine was a little more tongue in cheek. We did a phone cleansing where we physically cleaned our phones and deleted some apps that weren't serving us. And I lit my Kim Kardashian votive candle to protect our phones. Um, but there was some really great, we did some guided breathing exercises, some guided writing exercises, as well as some origami and some guided drawing. It was really, really lovely. And I, there were a lot of people there. I, I know that wasn't part of our initial discussion and hopefully it didn't throw folks off too much, but I just realized that that did happen uh, last night. It was just a, a powerful continuing of, of such a, a movement and a, and a journey. And I wanted other folks to know that it still happened despite mm -hmm. us being virtual mm -hmm. and that you made it happen. So again, that's, you know, you know, part of that passion that you, that you all have and that you display. So I appreciate it. Friends and family, we have a, an agenda that we're going to try and get through and it's a helpful agenda and we have some information what folks want to share with you and we'll have a good conversation and along the journey. So because let's start by talking about how how to support a friend experiencing violence, particularly during this time period where folks may not be sure how to do that. Sure. So something we've been thinking about a lot at Park, uh, which is the Prevention Advocacy and Resource Center. If you don't know us yet, we're a confidential resource on campus for folks who've experienced violence, specifically sexual violence, domestic violence, or stalking. And since we're all apart and many of us are back home, maybe in places that we weren't expecting to be right now, we've thought a lot about how, whether you've experienced violence in the past or maybe you're, you're experiencing violence in your environment now, how can we support those folks? Not just as park, but as people. How can we support our friends when we can't be near them and perhaps we're used to being supportive in person? And I know that Gabby has done um, a lot of great research into the ways in which the pandemic is impacting domestic violence shelters, impacting folks at home. Mm -hmm. 
Do you want to speak to that? Definitely. A bit? I mean, sort of going off what you were saying, not only are people sort of away from their normal routines and their normal support systems, but depending on their situation, they might be sheltering in place uh, in proximity to someone who's a perpetrator of violence. Um, I know one article I read on Jezebel called Home Isn't a Safe, safe Place for Everyone, How Coronavirus is Impacting Domestic Violence Shelters. Um, they spoke specifically about how this kind of isolation can compound the violence that people experience um, in terms of being isolated uh, with potentially with an, abuser, an abuser and how they can use that to manipulate people, um, but also just thinking about you know, the situations we're all in, trying to imagine being in that situation where you don't feel safe yeah. um, would be a really scary experience. And and so what are, is there, if there was like a, a, a step or a, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for right now, a immediate resource that folks could reach out to because they're in a place where they are and enduring violence and they're just not sure how to how to move particularly because of the circumstances that we're, we're in right now is there is there something that you would direct someplace or some information you want to share with people well we'd certainly want to stress that park is still open we do have our 24-hour hotline is always open and that number is 781 736-3370. So we're certainly still available at any point in time, but we also recognize that sometimes an out loud conversation isn't an option. So we're really pleased that this semester we launched our online chat box, which is completely anonymous. It is peer advocates that respond weekdays from noon to 5 p.m. Eastern time. And that could be a good option for someone who has some questions, needs information about maybe a local resource because they're not yeah. in the Boston area. That's a conversation that they don't have to worry about someone overhearing. So is there, is, is, would there be a national uh, organization or a referral that you would want people to know about if they are outside of Massachusetts and, and maybe can't reach Park? Yeah, certainly. There are, there is a national domestic violence hotline um, and there's the the RAIN hotline for folks who've experienced sexual violence. And those folks are experts at connecting you with a local resource if that's what you're looking for. Or sometimes you just want to talk to someone and it doesn't really matter where they are in relation to you, in which case those national hotlines can be great. Um, yeah, something as options. Something I saw in a couple of the articles I read was a lot of organizations were stressing that even though they were physically closed, they were still available to people. So I think people probably still could be connected with a lot of these local organizations. The services they offer might be very different, but I think they really wanted to make sure people knew that they were still operating and still there for folks in the community, even if the way they can be there has had to change. We're fortunate that that is the case and that park is still available to folks and that those other organizations are as well. It's so important for people to know that um, because of our current situation, that does not negate the need nor the availability of the resources so thank you both again for sharing that and um on our agenda it's called level two tips but i know some folks are familiar with bystander training and things like that so if you could talk mm -hmm. to us a little bit about give us a little brief intro into what being a bystander is in that training and then go into the level two tips if you would please 
Sure, I can jump in because I'm a violence prevention educator at Park. This is Gabby speaking in case my voice is not immediately recognizable to everybody. Um, and all of our bystander trainings are about helping people be pro-social bystanders. So being ready to intervene in a safe uh, and productive way if they see violence occurring. The bystander level two training specifically talks about how to support someone who's been impacted by violence. Um, and includes some tips that I think we're going to go a little bit more into about how to validate them and support them if they choose to share that with you. Mm -hmm. Sarah, is there anything else you want to add to the description of of the level two training? No, that sounds great. Let's get into it. Um, So the first thing we tell people that's really important to do um, is to validate the person who shares this experience with you. Um, That can help them feel more confident um, and sort of acquire acquire clarity about how they're feeling and what they want to do as next steps. Um, and just to keep in mind that when someone's sharing something with this, like this with you, um, they might be feeling uh, nervous to talk about it. They could be doubting themselves um, and validating them just really lets them know that you're there for them and you're ready to support them and sort of can put some of those fears at, at bay if they're opening up for the first time about this. Um, and we also have some language that we like to model because this can always be a little scary, you know, if you're trying to deal with this really um what can be a very serious revelation um and sort of i think sometimes people are nervous about what to say so some things you could say to someone who's sharing this with you you could say just i believe you um sharing with them it wasn't your fault you could thank them for trusting you uh with their story um so those are some ideas of of sort of first steps if someone's sharing something like that with you that language is so important because a lot of times people aren't sure what to say or how to say it or if they should mm-hmm. say anything. So to give people an idea or some examples of what they potentially could say is so helpful. You know, because when Definitely. when that when that happens and that time is there, you know, some folks just again just might not know what what to say or what to do. Um, and so another piece of our conversation and, and friends and family, you know, this is just a, a very abbreviated uh piece of this conversation and this important conversation so know there is more info that can be um, absorbed if you go to the park uh, website and park is p-a-r-c and mm-hmm. absorb um, that information so another piece to this is self-care can we talk a little bit about self-care definitely um do we want to speak a little bit more about some of these steps i would just say that the other important factor in this um just want to get through a little a little more is just making sure you support uh whoever has shared this with you and that can look like a lot of different things as simple as listening to them talk um but also you know being able to acknowledge that you might not be able to always be all of the help and support that they need and that could mean offering to connect the person to another uh resource including park or another person that you know um and some other things you could say i'm here for you no matter what you decide to do next um and again you'd offer to connect them with someone else uh, if they want to learn more about their options that could include park um and just thinking about how we might support someone given our physical distancing, you know, still validating them, but also considering things like, is the technology they're using private in terms of texting and messaging? Are they able to be on the phone with you? Um, And that's where Park and the chat can be really helpful resources for them. And then just getting creative in how you support them. Like, you know, if you can, can you send a little, uh, a meal delivery or something in the mail? Um, Can you offer to help them with their homework? Maybe take part in some kind of virtual self-care together. Um, and now I'm happy to talk about self-care. 
No, no, of course. And I'm glad you went, <laughs> I'm glad you went back and, and went over that because it was important. I I, I, I had just, uh, just went on, so it's fine. Um, no, my name is Gabby and I love to gab. <laughs> so I just had to make sure I get my gab in. <laughs> I think we're all real anxious for some self-care these days too. So I love that there's this connection between, you know, thinking about how to support people whether they're experiencing violence or just in general, how to support each other during this time. And finding the self-care for ourselves kind of has to come first. I think we need to make sure that we're in an okay place before we're able to help support another person. So why not come up with some weird self-care things to do together? Or maybe maybe you're not even able to like, Zoom at the same time and do them together, but you can both just know that I'm in my room, I'm re-watching Clueless and I know that my best friend is across the country doing the same thing at the same time like that that's that can feel huge absolutely and that's one of my self-care recommendations I've been re-watching a lot of old not super old but movies from my youth uh, movies that are familiar that I know all the lines to I've been finding that I'm having a hard time getting invested in anything new right now in terms of TV or movies. So I'm just leaning on old favorites and I'm inviting folks to join me in watching them at the same time. Watching Clueless is is something that is a classic. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very good movie. I mean, better to watch something I know is good than take a risk. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I've... um... I, I like that idea also that you can be sort of doing something with a friend. You don't have to be on Zoom or interacting with them right then. Like I've done book clubs with some different groups, um, with some new books, but I've also been going back to like young adult books that I loved when I was growing up, like the Tamara Pierce books that are all about just having a schedule and a routine and that will make you into a very brave lady night and you will have adventures. And that to me is very comforting. <laughs> Um, but also just think I, I make my own podcast with my friend and just getting on Zoom with her and talking and making our silly creative thing really helps That's me. That's fantastic. I, I've subscribed to all of that. But <laughs> the only thing that I would add onto that for myself is uh, exercise. Um, and it's not so much for the, the, the I, don't, I don't know, the, the body piece of it, but more of the, the mental piece of it. Like it's just a, a stimulant for me to just... Um, doing a workout of some sort whether it's just push-ups and sit-ups or i don't know jumping decks whatever the case may be it just allows my mind to just take a journey into other places and um, just think about other ideas um that i could come up with just kind of help other people not only my family but just connect people as well in this particular um time period i'm someone who appreciates community and so i always try to find myself trying to figure out how can i create more community in this time and so um, that's something that I mm. encourage folks to think about doing. Um, it, it, it helps me. That's the recommendation. And the other thing to Sarah's point, as far as old things, I find myself listening to a lot of old music lately because mm. it just has more meaning for me. And I can go to there to get some inspiration and um, feel good. Any song recommendations I should put on my Spotify playlist? Um, a song recommendation that you should put on your Spotify list. Wow, you put you caught me. You put me on the spot there. I know. I put you You on the spot. You definitely put me on the spot. Um, oh gosh, there's a song (laughs) called Mountains, but I cannot Mm. remember the artist's name. Let me take a look into my uh 
my playlist here and I'm sure I'll be able to find it and I'll share it with you. But while we're doing that, because we're running up on that time, maybe mm-hmm. we can plug some more park resources, um, talk about the hotline a little bit and share some words or quotes of upliftment, maybe. Definitely. Sure. So we mentioned a little bit earlier, but we'll just reiterate that the park chat box, which is staffed by peer advocates, is open from noon to five. Any day classes are in session. So Monday through Friday until the semester ends. And that's on East Coast time. And that's a great place to ask a quick question or just talk to someone if you're looking for someone to talk to, you know, no strings attached. We also have the hotline available 24 seven as always. So that's staffed by professional staff, either myself or Vilma Uribe. If you need something after hours, overnight, on the weekend or during the day is cool too. And then Vilma and I are also still able to see folks on Zoom or on the phone during business hours or even in the evenings if that works better for you, you can just send us an email at park, P-A-R-C, at brandeis.edu if you're looking for that. And then I also encourage folks to check out our website. We've been putting up a lot more, more information on our website lately, especially considering that folks are spread out all across the world and they might be looking to learn more about the work that we do. Maybe they're looking for some self-care recommendations. Our social media has a lot of fun ideas. Actually, today, I know that this will come out later, but today on April 24th, when we're recording this, we are doing a all dogs all day feature on our Instagram. So that will be saved in our stories. You can go back later and catch that. Just something uplifting. But now, (laughs) it has a very awesome name. We didn't get... There you go. Park and bark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I hear a rumor we might be accepting cats. We'll see how it pans out. <laughs> so with that, I know that we were asked for some words of uplift, upliftment to end with. And something that I've been holding on to the past few weeks was this was language that I saw on the cover of Time magazine. And it's short and simple, but they framed kind of where we're at collectively as a society as a part, not alone. And I really loved that distinction. It is something that is just repeating in my mind a lot that we're not necessarily alone, even if we're physically alone. It's not about being alone. It's about being a part and that's different. There are people that are out there that care about you and you might not be physically with them, but it doesn't mean that they're not out there and they're not thinking of you. Thank you. It's important to hear that message. Anything that you want to add on to it, Gabby? Mine is much less deep. It comes from Dawson's Creek, but it really stuck with me. And many times in my life, it rhymes. So it's really been a nice little mantra to go back to. Uh, Pacey Witter, the best character on Dawson's Creek, says at one point, Witters aren't quitters. And just thinking that really helps me keep going when things seem a little overwhelming. So Witters aren't quitters. That's my gift to you. I appreciate the gift. I dig it. And I I, I, I must admit, (laughs) I had to connect with Sarah on that. Like, what is a Witter? (laughs) I was like, I'm going to go find out what it is. You know, because I know there's a generational gap a little bit. So I'm like, that could be new terminology that I'm just not aware of yet. And so then... Never fear, I never know new slang. (laughs) And then to find out that you were connected to Dawson's Creek, I was just like impressed by that. So 
appreciate you know sharing that. Um, and so my research is done. That song "Mountains" is by Charlotte Day Wilson. So again, Charlotte Day Wilson, and it's called "Mountains." It's kind of a dreamy sort of mm, slower tempo type song, but it's it just I don't know. It's, it sings to me. And the other one would be the song called "Outcast" by Elsie. Mayo, so I gave you two. LC with Mayo is called Outcast. All right, I will check those right. both out. So, friends and family, um, this has been a little more than 15 minutes actually, it's going on 20 minutes, but this is important. And so, I can appreciate, I can appreciate the, the length of time that we took, and hopefully, you will as well. Um, if there's anything that either Sarah or Gabby want to share before we conclude this segment, please, um, take the opportunity now to share whatever you will if there's nothing that's fine because you've shared so much but I just want to make sure that I leave the opportunity there for you to share anything else you may have thought of I would just encourage people when we are back on campus I know it feels like a million years from now but to check out all the other bystander trainings we've got some great violence prevention educators and those trainings I think are really valuable so look out for Most that definitely anything from you Sarah I can't say it better than Gabby, so I will leave it at that. Thank you for having us. I This was really fun. It I was appreciate it. Yeah, it was a pleasure Agreed. to have you both uh, on the podcast. And, and I believe and hope that we'll do another segment at another point in time and just continue to use this as a vehicle um, of outreach and community building. Friends and family, this has been about 22 minutes with <laughs> Park and the representatives, Gabby and Sarah. Thank you for having me as your guest because I felt like I was a guest in, in this space but felt very welcome <laughs> that, that's not a bad thing I, I really appreciated you all thank you take care friends and family you know how we say subscribe provide love and light to others and we'll see you on the next segment thanks again Sarah and Gabby thank you bye thank you